You're tuned in to Chromebooks Today, the podcast where Chromebook news and views collide. If you need the show notes or just want to say hi, visit us at Chromebooks.today. Hello, everybody, and thanks for tuning in to Chromebooks Today. Uh, my name is James. Joining me today is, of course, Craig Tumbleson and John Oliphant. Guys, how you doing? I'm good. <laughs> That's good. Craig? That's great, John. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm good too, James. I'm thrilled that we're finally all back together. And if only our viewers could see the hobble mess that we are. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Craig is not exaggerating. He's dying of sickness. John is John is just John. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm in my hot attic with cat litter boxes, and it's just a mess. It's a good thing we're uh, audio only these days. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> Tell me about it. Um, so, yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for tuning in. This is Chromebooks Today, uh, the podcast that offers weekly coverage of topical news items related to Chrome OS, um, Chromebooks, Chromeboxes, Chromebases, Chrome bits someday. Um, and uh, we, like Craig said, it's good to be back together. Last week I was gone, and uh, we actually thought that uh, it was going to just be me and Craig this week. So we're happy that John was able to uh, make time for us. Um, got some things to talk about um, some new devices um, and some new, not exactly Chromebook specific, um, but definitely some information that uh, Chromebook users will find. Um, interesting and or helpful. So I think we'll go ahead and get right into it here. Um, first thing we wanted to talk about, I think, uh, during our five-minute uh, preparation time was uh, two new Chromebook devices that were launched in India. Uh, this came from our friend Dinsan over at Chrome Story, um, who actually lives in India. So he's probably um, a little, maybe a little more excited about this than we are. Um, we're looking at a Zolo and a Nexian uh, device. I have not heard of these brands ever in my life. Um, they're pretty expensive, uh, 13,000 rupees. Craig, how many US dollars is 13,000 rupees? Well, Dinson did the math for us there, and like you said, he is extremely excited. He's already clamoring for review units. Uh, the price works out to be about $204 for Americans, which is considerably cheap for us. Um, it's the lowest mm -hmm. price point. Well, it, it's not the lowest price point because we've seen a little bit lower recently, but it's definitely down there for Chromebook pricing. So um, it's competitive with some of the other newer models that we've seen recently. Um, a little more expensive than the high sense and uh, higher models, but um, as far as specs go, it, it seems to be on par with most uh, kind of bottom bucket Chromebooks, I think. Um, I think they both rock. They both rock a um, uh, slip in my mind here. You're so hip, Craig. You and your lingo. Yeah. A rock chip. <laughs> I was gonna say rocket chip again. I really was. <laughs> a rock chip processor. Um, the, mm. the specs seem to stack up pretty nicely for what they are, and it's a price point that's comparable um, and competitive. But I think the most exciting news is just that we're finally seeing some India-specific devices. Um, for the most part, Chromebooks hit the United States first, and then they slowly spread internationally from there. And this is the first time that I'm aware of that I think we've seen a device be launched in a foreign country first. And as far as I can tell, th these may not even come to the U.S. So 
I'm kind of excited just for an international standpoint. It's nice to see models that are being released elsewhere and hopefully marketed and promoted there. Yeah, um, that is uh, that is true, and I think that that maybe explains a little bit the the price. You said there are some cheaper Chromebooks, and maybe this is a smidgen higher. I think things tend to sell for a little bit more in India than they do in America, so I think that helps to explain a little bit. Um, for a device selling in India, two hundred dollars I think is really um, really good price. I don't think that you could get um, the Hisense, which is I think that's one of the one hundred fifty dollars models in America. Uh, it probably wouldn't cost $150 in, uh, if you were to buy it from India, but I could be wrong. I've never purchased anything while living in India, so but I just feel like from what I hear, things are more expensive. I do think that it's interesting that the uh, the Nexian Air is an Amazon exclusive, and the Zolo, or however it's pronounced, uh, looks like a Snapdeal exclusive. I've never heard of Snapdeal, but it's mm -hmm. interesting to find out what those exclusives mean. Yeah, that, that's a good point. I wonder if it's similar to, um, is it the higher device that's an Amazon exclusive in the U.S. and the Hisense is a Walmart exclusive? I think that's, it's either that or it's the reverse. But here in the U.S., those two models were released as retailer exclusives as well. It's an interesting distribution partnership, I guess. Yeah, I wonder if that's a, like they guarantee to buy a certain amount of models, so that's why they're so inexpensive. Or something like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, that could be. Um, and for breaking into a market, it always helps if you can have the retailers on your side. And if you can have an exclusive deal where that retailer is going to promote that device above the others that they already carry, you can't beat that. Yep, and the other thing uh, is the fact that the Hisense so far, I read a, uh, a review. I don't know if you guys saw one, but it was actually really good. So, I mean, <clears throat> I... So far, so good with the high sense, which is which is pretty surprising. Yeah, I've saw I've um, read very positive things so far. I mean, it's not going to go head to head with a Pixel, but it's not supposed to. Nothing it, goes head to head with a Pixel. Another Pixel. Not even a Pixel. <laughs> <laughs> but it it does seem to offer competitive performance at the price point, uh, with what else is out there and. Uh, we know that Chrome OS is kind of lightweight, and it seems like they've been able to optimize it well for that chip. So I, I'm happy with that because my biggest fear with, you know, going lower pricing, was going to be sacrificing performance and ending up with a sluggish, eh, kind of icky Chrome OS experience. So I'm glad that was avoided, and it gives me hope for the Chrome bit. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Very good points. Um, it will be nice to uh, to get these low low end devices um, performing well, and it sounds like that's already happening with several models. So that is exciting. Um, another thing that we wanted to talk about today um, it's not uh, it's not groundbreakingly mind blowingly awesome, but uh, it is definitely something that uh, us Chromebook users are are uh, excited about. Um, Google Play Music. Um, updated their website. I'm told that, that the entire thing was done using Polymer, um, and it's obviously it's a, it's a material design makeover. Um, we got this from, uh, I believe it was Ron that, uh, that wrote this over at uh, Ars, Ars Technica. Um, to be honest, it doesn't look way different. Like I probably wouldn't have even noticed if nobody would have said anything. 
Um, there about. are some there are some subtle differences. I have screenshots of what it used to look like, and it's very very similar. It's, so, it's better. Know. It's much better. Much better. If John says so. It, no. <laughs> what do you What do you like about the new design, John? Um, I like the um, I think the the fact that they're going all touchy, right? And if you look at the the old design, the menu was like constantly open, things like that, uh, over on the left hand pane. Now it is more responsive. Uh, very like when you when you it uses polymer and of course material design even heavier than the other system did. The players always open at the bottom instead of it popping up. You know only when you play a song. So it's and also it interacts better with the Chrome app. The little uh, I was using it today on my Linux machine. I had the little applet up right the Chrome app, and then when you want to change your song. You actually have to you hit the um, the play button up in the upper left the earphones, and it opens up music.google.com. And then when you when you press play on another song and you're and you're like, if I had a touch screen it'd be like beautiful. But instead I've got <laughs> I've got this enormous screen. But it, but I you know when it's just a better design for for I think music and for like the interactivity of of using material design and everything else. It's just it's just a better design. I like it. I have yeah. to agree with John. Uh, it's better. It's definitely better. Um, my concern is, and I haven't had a chance to test it yet, but when I open the menu on my Pixel, which has an i5, there is lag, visible lag, for it to resize all the other elements. And I'm concerned that if I open up my HP 11 with an ARM chip, that's going to be a problem. Um, now, I haven't tested it, and maybe it's fine. Maybe that lag isn't related to process, or maybe it's just kind of inherent to pommel, uh, polymer, something like that. Um, but that's a concern. I I'm hoping that they didn't go over the top, and now they have to kind of optimize after the fact. I'm hoping that it was optimized from the get-go, and it plays well. Do you have a comment, John? No, I was just testing it on my Chromebook. It works fine under Chromium 42 on this desktop that I have, but the uh, on, my lap, on my Chromebook, the C720... What you're what you're seeing, Craig, is like a stutter. Would you reckon, say it was like that? Not necessarily that it's not loading, but it's almost like a stutter. Yeah, it's a stutter, a little bit of lag for the other elements to kind of snap into place. They snap, yeah. You're 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 right because it, it's not a smooth transition. They stay the same size, and then once the screen is completed, then they pop to the right size. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it caught my eye, and honestly, it just. It wasn't smooth, like you said. It, it was different enough. And because opening that menu is kind of a critical piece of navigating the UI, um, it, it was just disruptive. Um, and maybe that's something they can tweak and speed up, and then it'll be fine. But I wouldn't have noticed it if it was smooth like it was supposed to be. So um, that's my biggest concern. Other than that, I love it. It looks much more like the Android app, and I, I really do like the Android app version. Um, so... I have very, very little negative to say about it. Cool. Um, yeah, so for the record, I never said that it was bad in any way. Um, it just, you won't open it up and go, oh, my gosh, it's so different. I can't believe how different it is. Look at all the difference. Um, just the just looking at it, it's not a whole lot different. They, they have put a lot of effort into thinking about how people actually use the app and uh, have made a lot of those things smoother for people like you guys mentioned 
uh, but aesthetically it's it's very similar the albums are all still you know nice big square they look like actual cd covers you know on your screen um which is cool yeah my cat's not happy <laughs> sorry cats are never happy you're not sitting um, in the kitty litter box are you no i'm not in the kitty litter box i'm just very close to it um <laughs> so yeah that that's exciting it's it's uh it is a lot better. The it, I don't think the mobile app has changed at all. Um, ha, I don't know if you guys noticed any changes in the mobile app. I haven't noticed any changes. Um, so it's just going to be the web version. Um, another thing we wanted to talk about um, in the uh, in the vein of updates, um, this one is is actually uh, very noticeable. The, there's been a change to something that was, if you are used to using the old version, uh, you won't recognize it if you were to, to go log into it today. Um, the Google product forum um, across the board, all the Google product forums um, have received a, a very big facelift. Um, it's Of course, it's all material design. Um, and uh, I think they just launched it to everybody what, a couple days ago. Like, it's very recent. Yes, this launched yesterday. Yesterday. Now, I, I do want to quickly point out that it's not actually material design. Um, I've, been, I've been testing this for a while, and it does share a lot of things in common, but if you're the type of person that has the material design guidelines memorized, you're going to be able to point out a few things that, well, it just doesn't match up perfectly, and that's okay. Um, this... Isn't exactly material design, but it is in the same vein. It's similar. It shares some traits. It's much much faster than the old Google Groups design. Uh, it's much prettier. It has a lot more white space. Um, mm -hmm. it, it has a better flow to it. So a user that maybe isn't so tech savvy should have an easier time figuring out where they are when they're dropped into the forum, whether they're coming in from a search result, something like that. And be able to figure out, okay, how do I post a new question? How do I use the search? A lot of those elements have been tweaked, improved, replaced, uh, modified essentially around how users expect to be able to use the product forms. So users are going to notice the biggest benefit here. Um, and honestly, I, I think it's a great, great facelift. And it is, like you said, James, extremely noticeable. It's night and day compared to the old design. Yeah, it absolutely is. And and we've been we've been able to sort of beta test it um, for a while now. You've been testing it uh, a lot longer than I have. As just like any any um, significant change, there <laughs> there's been a lot of, of feedback about this uh, about this new form. Some people just absolutely love it, some people hate it. Um, but just know that, that Google is working very hard to make this forum as user-friendly as possible. Um, they, they really want to make sure that their users are, are getting the help that they need, and uh, they don't want the forum itself, the tool that you use to get the help, to actually get in the way of getting help. So they're taking this very seriously, and they're, they're working very hard to, to make this work, and, uh, and it's working. I mean, it, it, like, like Craig said, it's very... It's very pretty, first of all, um, and it's it's 
the white space, a lot of people complain about white space, but it makes it very easy to read. Sure, you have to scroll more to see more content, but it's very easy to, to read, um, to, to see what each topic is, is about and things like that. Um, and it is also much faster, like you said. So a lot of great improvements um, to this forum. Uh, John, have you, have you uh, seen the new forum? What, what are your thoughts? I, I do enjoy it because, uh, you know, I like Inbox. And it looks and operates just like Inbox. It really um, does. It really does. It's, it's almost identical to Inbox. Um, except for the fact that like the the new question button is not just a red plus circle at the bottom of the screen. I was going to bring that. If it had that, I think it would be material design. That's what all. That's all it's missing. Right. But but everybody and their mom would be like, how do I post a question? <laughs> so Maybe this so plus that, button but I, I do like, you know, it's got the the fact that you can expand all the pin topics. It, it, uh, I, I I have a, I have concerns with it. Um, I think that it it is beautiful. Uh, I think that it's it's the future of the web. It's not your you know your old bulletin board, your old your old thing where you you know looks like an old bulletin board system and there's a lot of text flying around. Instead, it's 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 very short and sweet uh, with all the white space. But but you know the the um, it's unobtrusive is what it is. So, you know, when you do a search, like if I right now were to search for Netflix, um, you know, one of the, one of the a top question about, you know, Chromebooks and, and getting it, being able to watch your Netflix movies, uh, you know, the, you can immediately see exactly each post and exact, you know, so it's very tight. I do, I do like it. Um, and it is responsible. What's that? I'm oh, sorry. I, I was asking if you had any complaints, but go go ahead with what you're saying. My only complaint would be that it does look like inbox, <laughs> and, and that's just me being me being petty. It it looks fine. It's a lot of change. It's not like a little bit of change. It's a lot of change, and I know that that some people are very upset about it. I think that Craig might be able to talk about that further. <laughs> about the fact that some we won't mention any names. <laughs> Literally, because it, if you were to put them side by side, like just a minute ago, you know, we read an article with a side by side for music. There wasn't much difference. I mean, James, I mean, you're right. The, the difference wasn't dramatic. This is dramatic. It's it's night and day. So, yeah. And 99 percent of all the complaints um, have to do with uh, the the top contributors and the rising stars and the way the things that they can do operate. Um, just so you know, if you're looking at, the, if you're if you're hearing us and we sound a little bit negative about it, it the forum is, I think, really made a lot of improvements for the user going to the forum looking for help. The people who are complaining are the people who are top contributors and who use the forum daily, all the time, and they know it inside and out. The old one. And the new one has changed the way that we have to do a lot of things. So um, that's where a lot of the complaining has come from. I think that for a user, um, I can't think of really any anything bad to say about this forum um, with regards to an end user's um, experience. I don't know, Craig. Is there anything you can think of that that uh, any complaints from that an end user might have about the new forum versus the old one? Well, I'm not sure the complaints are the right word because TCs aren't complaining. They're just voicing um, opinions <laughs> that they have. Of you. 
Well, no, realistically, though, no one's complaining. No one's throwing a fit. That's not how TCs are. That's not how most end users are either. Um, it's different. Is it, is it a large workflow change, would you say? I mean, I mean, both of you, yes. that's what I would say is the, probably the hardest part, right? It's a very large workflow change, and the extra white space changes the content des- uh, density. Um, so it's it, you ha- there's more scrolling involved to see the current topic list, things like that. And uh, when the team was designing this, um, their roadmap put features that would affect end users ahead of features that would affect um, rising stars and top contributors, the volunteers that help on the forums. So there's still development going on. on. Well, regardless, there's still development going on. This is not finished. Mm -hmm. This is just a first draft. It's a beta. That's what Google does. So improvements and tweaks will be made. Feedback is being taken into account. But yeah, John, you're right. It's a it's a workflow change, and it's not a small one. This is a massive, massive change. It's going to take everybody time to get used to it, and we're still going to be finding little details about it for weeks and weeks and weeks. So I, I'm not sure complaining is the right word. I think people are just opinionated, and people that use it every day, of course they're going to be opinionated. It, they have a valid opinion. Um, people that use Google Play Music every day are also going to notice even the small changes that have happened with the material design redesign. So this, a difference of this magnitude, yeah, it's going to throw you off a little bit for a few days, maybe even a few weeks, maybe even longer. So I, I, I'm excited for the end users. I think it will improve their experience considerably. And as mm-hmm. a top contributor, I'm, I'm getting used to it. I'm learning. I like it. It's faster. It's for me. It's it's so much faster that it makes up for everything else. Um, it works on my HP 11, which the old Google <laughs> Group forum did not. Um, it, it was very very slow on an ARM chip, and this one flies. Mm. So for me, those performance gains outweigh everything else. But that's just my workflow, and everyone works a little differently. Here's my one complaint: is um, the old forum, in my opinion, the worst thing about the old forum was the mobile version of the old forum. It's terrible. And it still is terrible. If you go to the forum on your phone, it's the same. It looks exactly the same as it used to on mobile. Um, if you hit the desktop link, then, of course, you see you know, the desktop version, which is the new redesign. And in my opinion, the desktop version on my phone is really awesome. That's part of, I think, material design and, and a lot of the changes that went into to this form is to make it look better regardless of what device you're looking at. I think, in my opinion, they should just remove the mobile redirect. So when I go to this new form on my phone, I just see the same desktop version I see on my desktop because it's way, the desktop version on my phone is way better than the crappy mobile version is on my phone, in my opinion. I don't know if I'm the only one who thinks that. Uh, well, I've kind of grown used to the old mobile version. I mean, it looks like an iOS app, but... Um, <laughs> I thought it looked like a Windows 95 app. <laughs> well, no, it's got the oh, iOS. Bad. It's got the iOS design to it, or at least it, it did. Um, it, I kind of like it, um, but yeah, I could see them removing the redirect and switching to this. Um, it's a little bulky for mobile, though. Uh, how how well does it get? Maybe you're mobile. <laughs> well, he uh, means like. <laughs> how well does it shrink? 
Um, it shrinks pretty good. I and since I don't have terrible vision, I mean, I have glasses that makes up for what what small amount of terribleness I do have, and I can read the text fine. Um, you know, it the site is res is maybe not responsive. It's um, it does it does shrink well. I think I really feel it. when I look at it, I almost feel like it was designed with mobile in mind, which makes me wonder why they they aren't letting me see that on my mobile. I mean, they are. I can I just have to hit the desktop link, but um, I I really feel like it was designed with mobile in mind, and uh, you know, there's not a whole lot of content. Even when you look at desktop, you know, you're basically just looking at a list of headings. And it's not hard to make that look good on mobile. The biggest problem you're going to have is whether or not your text is big enough to read. And in my opinion, the text is big enough to read. Why does mine have the old black bar at the top? <laughs> you guys remember the old black bar? I do. That's weird. I don't know if you can see it. That's like the 2009 Google black bar. <laughs> Yeah, mine doesn't have that when I switch to view desktop mode. It for me it's still a little uh I, I would say it is responsive to some degree, but it, it's not a good mobile experience for me. Um I, I would want them to cut a lot of stuff out and it jumps. I am in Chrome dev, so things may be different. Um but it jumps when I start to scroll. So I, I do odd. agree with, with James though. I think it's it's legible. Um. Although, uh, well, no, well, no. Wait a minute. I I was in landscape mode. Portrait portrait mode's terrible. I would need like a, a magnifying glass. If it yeah. if it matters, I'm using a Moto X, the new version, and I do have I do also have the black bar. It's above. There's a blue bar when you go to welcome to the new version of Google Product Forms. You can switch the old design, and and above that, I do I do see that old school black bar. That's kind of funny. Um. When I'm looking at it on mobile, it uh, you know you have the banner, the big banner with the three pixels it says "Getting Started with Your New Device," um, and that fits well on the screen. And then below that, you know, there's the three pin topics, and, and the the text is a little bit tiny, but uh, the header the heading is in bold and it's big enough to to read. And once I go into a topic, I can just pinch to zoom um, if I need to. I like it because I have all the features that I would have on desktop. On the mobile app, you can't, I don't even think you can add a picture. Um, but earlier today, I was helping someone and I, I took a, a snapshot on my phone and I was able to add that picture to the post, whereas on the old mobile version, that would not be possible. Um, mm. So I think it could use a little bit of help on mobile, maybe make the text a little bit bigger, but I, I prefer this over the, the old mobile app. I like that. I like that the um the really cool like the bubble thing that you can click and you can like skip all the way to the top or skip all the way to the bottom. I hadn't noticed that yet. That's hot. I'm not. I don't know what you're talking about. It, it's like, a quick jump widget on the left. When you start to scroll down the page, it gives you a a little jump menu, so you can quickly jump to the end of a post. So rather than uh, breaking it up by pages like it used to, and you'd have to go basically 10 replies at a time, this lets you quickly jump and puts all the replies on a single page. Again, it's much faster with the little details like that, and it just loads faster. 
Yeah. Um, so overall, I think it's getting a positive review from from Chromebooks today. Is is that fair to say? Yes. Thumbs up. I would agree, but if you look at the Chromebooks Today website, you'll notice it's also very similar. <laughs> <laughs> lots yeah. and lots of white space. So I'm obviously not opposed to it. All right. Craig gives two thumbs up to white space. Um, I think we've uh, sufficiently talked about the Google product forms. Uh, feel free to interrupt me if you disagree. Except you, John. You don't have interrupt privileges. I'm good. Okay. Um, I think real quick, we we often like to uh, end the show with talking about our favorite apps and extensions. So before we do that, um, I wanted to uh, mention I received uh, a toy. Um, not so much a toy, but a uh, fun skin for my toy. Um, I have a uh, Acer C720P, and I uh, I got a toast cover for it. Um, if you don't know what Toast is, uh, you can hop over to toastmade.com, I believe. Um, I will verify that. Um, what they do is they make they make skins out of wood, uh, primarily for MacBooks. Uh, but they also, and I don't know why, somebody who works there must, uh, must be a Chromebook fan. We don't see a ton of accessories for Chromebooks yet. Um, but they also make one for the Acer C720, which is cool. Um, the MacBook is their bread and butter product, um, but uh, and they also make some for for a couple phones, I believe, um, the Moto X. Um, but uh, so I got one for my Acer. Um, I'm going to take a. I'll, we'll have a few pictures, I think, uh, in the show notes, um, so you can see what it looks like. Um, the uh, they have some options when you buy it. If you notice, most Chromebooks have a little Chrome logo in the corner. Uh, you can choose to have your skin have that little circle cut out so you can see the Chrome logo, or you can choose to not have it cut out so it's just one solid skin. Uh, you can choose to have it etched with a custom message. If you don't choose that, it will just say Toast. has their little logo at the very bottom. Um, and they have about uh, four different color options. Um, very similar to if you have a Moto X, you go to the Moto Maker, you get to choose those those kind of wood finishes. Um, so it's very similar to that. Um, they were kind enough to uh, to send me one uh, to review, and I've done that. Um, couple, uh, if you're looking at their website, one thing that I didn't notice when I was looking at their website, but I found out when I got it, if you buy it for a Chromebook, the Chromebook, the Acer C720, um, it's just going to be the top cover. So it covers the, the entire top of the lid. Um, if you own a MacBook and you get one for the MacBook, it actually comes with a bit more than that. It has the top cover, and it has a front cover that kind of frames your monitor, and um, I think it has some side pieces. So if you have a MacBook, you can actually get the whole thing decked out with this sweet uh, wood um, skin that, uh, that is kind of the, the, a thing these days, I think, um, I wouldn't say it's a fad exactly, but uh, I think uh, the wood color is is getting is kind of a popular thing these days. I personally think it looks really cool. Um, I it would look cooler if if I had all the pieces like like you do with a MacBook, um, but unfortunately with the Chromebook, it just has the one top piece. Um, but I think it looks cool. 
uh, it was easy to put on. I mean, it's just a giant sticker basically. Um, so you just have to be very careful to put it on right the first time because if you pull it off, they say that it won't damage your laptop, but you pretty much have to completely ruin the skin to get it off. So just take your time like you would putting a decal on your car or something um, and get it lined up. And uh, it looks nice. Also, you know, offers a little bit of protection. Um, the Acer C720P is white and it's it likes to get scratched. Um, so with the toast cover, you know, um, it's, it's definitely adds a, a layer of protection. So um, I would have to say, if I was going to give an honest review, um, that I think it looks really sweet. Um, if you want to to go to Starbucks and have people look at you like, like what is that? Um, or if you're tired of people looking at your Chromebook and saying, is that the new MacBook? Um, and you just want to stand out, um, I would say definitely check out toastmade.com. And uh, they, as far as I know, they do MacBooks, one Chromebook model, and uh, I think they have a few phone models that you can get a cover for. So uh, definitely check that out. Um, now, I have a question for you, James, because I've looked mm -hmm. at this before, um, okay. but I didn't purchase it. Is it is it a vinyl? I mean, I, what kind of material is it? it? It's a wood pattern, but is it made of wood? Or I believe. I mean, I believe that it actually is. I thought it was actually made out of wood, um, but I could be. Give it a sniff. <laughs> Try to stain it for us. Get some lacquer going. Let me sand it a little bit. I'm. Uh, they're very. Um, they're very environment conscious, which makes me wonder if maybe they're not made out of wood, <laughs> because that would involve killing trees. Um, <laughs> well, but, <laughs> put it this way: Did it fool you at first? Yeah, I mean, it certainly. Does it look like wood, look enough like wood to make you think it's actually wood. Yes. Okay. I say that. And then, how about durability? Is it going to hold off, hold up to common bumps and stuff? Oh, it definitely will. Um, it, it was, and one of the reasons why it made, it made me wonder if it actually was wood is because it is I mean it's very thin but it's it feels a lot more stiff than something that thin you know should feel um, so whatever it's made out of um, it is a very durable uh, durable material okay and, and then my last question is how much weight does it add to the device is it noticeable or is it nothing it's not noticeable okay cool I may have to look into one of those because I, I've toyed around with like the plastic hard cases and stuff in the past, and mm -hmm. it's just uh, those always look so kind of plasticky and cheap. So uh, I'm thinking maybe something that has a wood pattern would look a little more, uh, you know. Yeah, it's different. I mean, and I'm looking if you have an iPhone. They have the iPhone covers, and it looks pretty sweet. I got to tell you, if I had an iPhone, I would I would strongly consider this because it just looks cool with it. And it's easy to make because you know an iPhone, it's not very curvy. You know, it's very it's like straight up, just flat, flat like on all sides with with rounded corners. And uh, and I think the toast cover on that thing looks really sweet. Um, so. Definitely, and they got a. If you're on their website, you go to their about section. They have some really cool custom stuff that they've done. Um, 
there's a Nike one. There's some cool designs like scorpions etched on there. And just, I mean, guys, I got to tell you, I, I would not be surprised if these things were actually made out of wood with, especially with the etchings that they got going on in there. It, it really does look like wood to me. Well, that can be your homework, James. You can follow yes. up. Follow up. Yeah. But what's the dealio? Yeah. I will do that. Um, I, I, do so, have, uh, I do have one thing to bring up real quick. Yeah. And I, and I just want to put this out there to, to both of you to think about, and maybe we can bring it up again next week, but that's the... Um, I use VMware, right, to connect to a BDI, and there is an Android app for that, but not a Chrome app. And someone used the uh, that sweet new tool. I can't remember what it's called at the moment. And they ripped the app into a Chrome app and then put it on the store. I don't want to use it because it's not from VMware. I realize that they just use their APK, but I think that that's a it's a it's a topic of conversation. I think for people out there that you know I'm going to be putting my, my corporate credentials to my company into this application. So I just want what what. Any any thoughts on that? Just just real quick, not nothing big. Just well, it, if it works out of the box, and that person that uploaded it didn't make any custom modifications, then you, John, should be able to just grab the Android app yourself, run it through the same tool yourself, and have a version that you can trust, um, and just not get it from the web store. Just keep it all local, which would probably be better for your environment anyway. Um, uh, obviously, the best solution would just be for VMware to publish an official one, especially if it just works out of the box. I'm very surprised that it works out of the box, to be honest, because that stuff typically doesn't. <laughs> it, it, exactly. So it's just a, it's a weird because I don't want to use it. And you're right; I could just run it through the tool or whatever. But um, I don't know. It's weird. It, it's just a a thought that I had that you know. It's tough because I, I I can't trust my corporate credentials to that thing, and I want to because I'm like, dang it, I want to be able to use <laughs> use my Chromebook for this because it'd be so easy. Because I I mean I could literally use my Chromebook everywhere, and right now I can't. I have to have a, a system that has a proper um, VMware client on it to to do my job. So anyway, that that was that was me. Um. So. I have verified. Uh, they are actually made out of wood. Um, I was chatting with somebody on uh, <laughs> on their website. Um, with the exception of their bamboo wood, because bamboo is technically a grass, um, their walnut, ash, and uh, ebony are all 100% real wood. So, um, And the glue is actually uh, sap. I made that part up. But they are really wood. Uh, <laughs> Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, the bamboo is sustainably grown in Asia. He, he told me that without me asking, so I think he wants me to... I told him I was reviewing a unit on this show, and so I think he wants me to, to, to let people know that the bamboo is sustainably grown in Asia. And they only source the highest quality woods from responsibly managed forests in North America. And that, folks, is why you should train your CSR reps... Whoa. Just in case they ever happen to be interviewed on a podcast live. Um, this just in. Um, <laughs> so when I first got the review unit, I asked them, hey, have you ever thought about maybe doing them for the Pixel? And she was like, oh, we kind of tossed it around. I'm not really sure. 
this guy just said they're designing covers for the new Pixel 2 at the moment, and they should be toasting them next week. Um, so that, I mean, that's cool. Craig, you got the new Pixel 2. Um, yeah. He says it was literally just dropped off by the Chrome manager at Intel. Sweet. Should yeah. he really be telling customers that? <laughs> I don't know. I told him that was what I was doing, and he's just volunteering this information. So I think this is okay to tell people. If not, I'll never receive another review unit from them again. <laughs> um, and it, he said it's going to be a full wrap. I asked if it was going to be full wrap like the MacBooks. Um, and he says it's going to look even better with the square design. So like I was saying, the, the iPhone is so easy to design it for. The Pixel is basically a large, squarish iPhone. So it's going to, it's probably going to look just as sweet as those iPhones did. And they're going to be doing a cutout for the LEDs, he said. He's just going on and on. I'm loving this. This is exciting. Because um, that's obviously a huge feature of the Pixel is those colored light bars, so I definitely don't want to cover that up. So that's exciting. Next week we should talk with an Amazon rep live. Right. <laughs> um, now I'm going to shamelessly attempt to get another review unit. <laughs> Let's talk about extensions, James. Yes. Uh, two extensions we're going to talk about, I forget, uh, StyleBot. And Google has created an extension for providing feedback. Uh, Craig, which one would you like to talk about first? Uh, let's do both at the same time. So Stylebot, because yes. that's, that's always the best way. <laughs> so Stylebot is a nifty little extension that allows you to override the CSS that a website provides to you, the user. So this is handy for quickly hiding parts of websites that you never, ever want to see again. Um, a perfect example is if you go to the brand new product forums and you have a 1080p display, it throws this massive obtrusive sidebar on the left of your on the left side of your screen. It you does. can hide. Yes, it does. You it can really get. Does. Yes, it really does. You can hide <laughs> it forever using Stylebot, and that's exactly what I did. So it, it's handy. It's nifty. It has a point and click interface. I love it. Um, I could go in and do the code override myself, but I rather just point and click. Uh, the second extension is a brand new extension from Google designed to allow people like us to send them feedback about different parts of Chrome as we use them. So this extension, you install it. Uh, the trial is going to last for 120 days, and once the experiment ends, it will automatically uninstall, so you can install it and forget about it. And every now and then, as you're doing things inside Chrome, it's going to pop up and ask for feedback. A good example of this is when you install something from the web store, it'll pop up and ask you about your experience installing that app. And it's going to ask for things like, how did you decide which app to install? Uh, so like, did you use the ratings? Did you use the reviews? How did you make your decision? Um, so it, it's looking for not just basic feedback, but a little bit more insight into how users make decisions while they use Chrome. Uh, it's pretty interesting from my perspective. I'm happy to install it and leave it sit and answer them every now and then. Uh, it says that they won't show more than four a week, so awesome. You don't have to get bombarded with them. Um, I'm all about improving Chrome, so for me, it's a no-brainer. What do you think, John? No-brainer. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. That's really all I got. James. Back to you, James. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if you were looking at me 
or just looking at your cameras? Can't tell. <laughs> oh, when I don't I know. look at my camera, I'm looking at both of you. Yeah, it's kind of creepy, but convenient. Creep two birds with one stare. I'm just stalling because I have nothing to say. Stylebot's cool. I use it for the same thing Craig used it for. Um, that sidebar didn't bother me as much as it bothered Craig, but I just liked the idea of overriding what they did. It made me feel so powerful. I was like, oh, you want me to see a, a scroll bar, a nav bar on the left? Well, I'm not gonna. What? And then they changed the class, and so now I see it again. So my power has been stripped from me. That's the typical life cycle of James installing an extension. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> Uh, did you see that, Craig? They changed the class of that navbar, so it showed up again. I had to go in and find out what the new class was and add that to my style sheet. So it's going to happen like every two days I'm going to have to update? Well, I, I don't think it's dynamic. Um, I think they rolled out an update yesterday, um, like mm. probably midway through the day that changed it. Um, but I, I don't know how often it's going to happen. If it becomes a reoccurring thing, we might have a problem. But for now, for now we're good. We could always uh, provide some feedback with a new extension. Ask them to please stop changing the classes on their CSS. No, that's not what that feedback extension <laughs> is for. Oh, come on. We're not, hey, nobody I'm uses feedback channels for the reasons they're meant. Can you, can you stop? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They'd be like, well, let's talk about the terrible navigation first. What do you mean by terrible? <laughs> well, it's useless and it's in my way. What I don't like is it, it doesn't actually form fit to the page, right? So, like, the, the central center content doesn't actually like scoot over a little bit. It just has the same amount of space on both sides for me, but yet the, on the one side, the navigation bar takes up more space than what if it was actually centered. Do you know what I mean? Kind of like a... It's hard to describe, but that's what it looks like on my screen. I feel like we're getting a little overly technical here. <laughs> that's what we do, Greg. I'm sure we've lost most of our listeners by now. I say that like we're live. We're not live anymore. You should edit that part out later. I'm going to have to do a lot of editing. <laughs> I would not want to be Craig. All right. I think uh, that about covers it. I'm double checking the show notes. Everything highlighted has been blathered on about for a good amount of time. Um, so I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, John, I'm glad that you were able to make it. This was fun. Um, I won't. I won't be here next week, um, as you all know. And by all, I mean you two. You know that. I was gonna say um, no one understands. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even understand it. I missed the memo entirely, but that's okay. I, I work first and second shift, alternating every other week. It's it's quite simple. <laughs> you two need to change your schedules to accommodate my new work schedule. Anywho, yep. I'm always bad at this. I don't know how to end the show. I don't know how to end phone conversations. It always gets awkward. Say goodbye, James. Goodbye, James. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. John and I should be back next week, and if we're not, it will not be a national crisis. <laughs> Check out Chromebooks.today for all the latest cool happenings. <laughs>